What is good, Divine Dolls and Divine Dudes? Hey! So, it's been a while, but I'm here for a good while, right? Listen, he said, Callie, hey! <laughs> I, I was like, let me come on here. And connect because it's Wednesday, and Wednesday's about Mercury communication. And it's been a while since we've done the persuasion um, tactics. And um, I was looking for a song, and I'm like, he said, Take me home. That's not like there's some persuasion involved. I said, This is right, the mood is just right, so let's get into it. Let me take you. <laughs> All right, so let's see what comes out. It may, you know, it might, it might apply for relationships. It might not. It might re uh, relate to the workplace. But um, as I'm starting to shuffle here, it's not necessarily a tarot deck. Let me put this like y'all. I swear y'all be in my titties more than the average person. Because, <laughs> anyways, I had to put the phone so that because I think, anyways. Um, so I'm pulling from the Persuasion deck, and um, y'all already know Max Clemenko. He be drop. I feel like he's been really giving some good persuasive tips. I have used them. I hope you have taken advantage of them too. And um, for the most part, you know, we talk about if you can apply it at work or if you can use it for your boo, for your family, just life in general, right? Um, but yeah, Max Clemenko put together this deck. It's 33 cards to the deck. And it's a tool to help you be more persuasive. So um, I use it kind of, I shuffle it a little bit and just see what pops out. So that's kind of where I'm at. And then I, ooh, okay, let's see, okay. We've used this one before, so this is just a friendly reminder. Um, use the word new to create excitement and interest. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we did this one before. Ooh, oh, y'all, this is a good one. The right, the one right below it. Let's go. Let's roll. <laughs> Let's roll. Okay, the one right below it says, Let me take you. All right, it says, um, Take notes when someone tells you why something you want can't happen. Listen, I think, like, the I think the divine masculines will probably get this more than the divine feminines. I'm going to say, Divine Feminine, if you can master this, like looking the way you do, smelling the way you do, being as feminine the way you are, and you master this, <laughs> you're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think that, you know, um, I think that most men usually um, look for tactics. I think that this has to do, it, it's been a culture that has been around um, at least in my lifetime where you started to learn about the pickup artists and there was that element of trying to have um, social intelligence in terms of the, the, the psyche of a woman, but I think that even the psyche of people in general. And um, unfortunately, I think some of y'all use it for manipulative or dark... Um, reasons right because persuasion is a part of manipulation it's about changing shaping molding 
to conform to to get it over to your side so there's the dark and the shadow side but i think that most men in trying to figure out how to talk to a woman um you know and in figuring out how to to talk to her maybe it hasn't come out exactly in this way but if she's going to tell you well it's not going to work out between you and me there have been, and I think Divine Feminines, the reason I'm saying this is because you have had that one guy that you will keep telling him over and over, like, no, nah, it's not going to work. And, you know, and, and they'll be like, why? And then you tell him and it's like, OK, I got this, this and this. Well, what about this? And it's like, um, what about now? And it's like, no. And it's like, well, why? And they just keep pursuing and going. And it's like, OK, you're right. Well, at the end of the day, I just don't like you. But it is what it is. Right. But um. <laughs> I'm kind of laughing because yesterday we were um, reading the erotic astrology for Taurus and um, we were talking about how with the with the Taurus, you can't really push or pull them to really get to them. You'd have to persuade them, like entice them. And I think that that's kind of what this is, too, um, kind of like feeding off of that energy. But this on a whole other level, I think that also... You know, I'm thinking of, of you using this in an interview. I'm thinking of you using this um, in the workplace. You know, you use this in the workplace. Um, this is definitely great for brainstorming, you know. Um, I love it because I think for us divine feminines, divine masculines, a lot of us are going to have an intrapri- enterprising spirit, um, an enterprising attitude. We're, we're here to trailblaze. We're here to be innovative. We're here to change things and one of the things I had to learn was how to gauge like you're always going to have people telling you you can't do this you can't do that you know and it's like okay let me take a note on what you tell me why it can't happen I'm going to show you how 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 to make it happen right and it becomes something that you can cross off your list as I'm saying this too um the science no 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 um how rich people think one of the first chapters that we read, y'all, if y'all remember, and you've been uh, going through that series with me, how rich people think they love problems, right? There's a, I love a girl with a problem, da da da. I, um, I love a good girl with a problem. Like rich people love problems. Why? Because there's money to be made in that. That means that people ran up on 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 um, situations. That means that there's an indicator that there's something you can do. There's a need there, but people just haven't figured out how to get under it, over it, through it, right? Right? How to get around it. I just had to, you know, I'm just saying, I'm already in the mood. Like, okay, I can't go through it. I'm going to go under it. I'm going to go over it. I'm going to go around it. What's good? Right? Um, Love it. Let me take you home. Nah, it's not going to happen. Why? I'm not taking you home because I, I don't know you like that. Well, let me get to know you. No, nah, I'm good. Well, I can't get to know you because I just met you trying to holler at me. All right, no problem. Let me take you on a date. No, nah, I can't do that. Uh, You know, I'd be like, well, let me, you know, I know you need time. Give me your number. Let me get to know you. Let me talk to you. And let me, let me, uh, you know, I understand you need somebody to take that you- Listen, it's a good thing I'm not a dude, right? Because I'll be stuttering. I'll be like, listen, Ma. No, I'm just kidding. Let me rest in my femininity. Y'all, divine masculines, figure it to TF out, right? But, um, 
And plus, it's funny because I had mentioned like divine feminines. If you can figure out, you know, how to use this, you'll be a force to be reckoned with. But I think that even as I was talking through it, kind of just flushing out the details a little bit, I wouldn't say try to take these notes to apply to pursue a relationship with a man. I don't I think that if he you know, I'm one of those people um, like if, if he's coming to you telling you he's ready to end the relationship, knowing what I know now. Peace to the gods, like, via con Dios, kick rocks, jump off a cliff. I don't care. Like, go F yourself, right? I don't care. But I think that um, where it can come in handy, and I, I just keep going back to the Taurus reading and, and just, I think, life in general, too, and how relationships would work. And I think from what I've seen from my parents, it's like... Um, this will come in handy when you when you've crossed that hurdle into now you're building a life together and now you're trying to figure out you know how to handle your finances and how to put your kids through school and how to buy real estate and how to um get those titles and those deeds you heard me um how to grow that business together and so it can be things like for example i'm gonna give you a good example of um I do need to do a podcast on this too, but um, one of the like I, I've been listening to a lot of finance um, videos on YouTube, and I came across this app Cube Q U B E, and one of the things this is a perfect example Cube took everything that goes wrong I think in in relationships and us trying to manage our our, our finances. And it took the concept of those of us divine feminines that we love to have our, our wallets in our binder with the cute little envelopes with the stickers. And we'll put like, OK, we'll put one hundred dollars to gas. We'll put, um, you know, eighty dollars to a manicure, sixty dollars to a pedicure. We'll we'll spend one hundred and twenty on here and we'll put it in the envelopes. But that's not necessarily practical because we live in a very much digital cashless society. So. At the end of the day, you're kind of limited to having to withdraw money and um, and keep that money in your wallet with you. And um, even for myself, I am to the point where everything is digital. You know, I set everything on auto. But what Cube did was they said, you know what? People like the cash envelope system. Let's digitize it. Let's make it easy to use. And then the other thing was they connected it to your bank. So now it's set up to like, I mean, they really, this is an example of a company taking notes on everything that, that people said couldn't happen or that they thought was impossible and made it work, you know? And if you take that approach to life and to problems, I think that, you know, we talked a little bit about persuasion. We talked a little bit about, you know, um, relationships with the boothing, with, with the coworkers on the job. But what if you apply this principle to life, you know? What if, you know, life is always going to throw you some curveballs, you know, on a, on a grander scale. And you take those notes, you know, and then you figure out, like I said, you mastermind. You have the ability to mastermind how to get around this situation, whether it's under or over. Or through it, right? Um, the what he put here at the bottom, um, the tip he put for how it works. It says, "This makes a person question their arguments more." 
Now that is interesting. Um, I was looking at it more from the approach of one. I remember when we pulled from another persuasion deck, you know, a lot of the times when we're having conversations, people like to feel like they're heard. I think that that's a heavy part of most conversations. Um, I want to say just off pulling a number out of my head, it's 60 percent of the conversation, right? 60% of of conversations with other people is they just want you to know that they're heard. And I'm, that's very much my personality too. Like I was thinking about that time I went to the, um, to the bank with my parents because we had to do a a business account and, um, or we have one, but we had to take care of some stuff in there and things got a little bit like finicky. I'm still, I'm still professional. You know, I'm a little bit prissy when it comes to stuff. I know how things need to be done. Um, I like attention to detail and, um, (laughs) <laughs> the person I was dealing with, but this speaks to his business acumen too. Heard what I under what I was saying and understood the assignment, like literally in every sense of the word. And there were some course corrections that were made, right? But I think that um, based on the other persuasion uh, tactics that we came across um, in the past, the reason I was thinking this works is because people want to be heard, right? That will get you further. Surprisingly, I think that part of the reason that we speak over people and we interrupt people and cut them off is because we're so focused on trying to get our point across and they're more likely to to listen to what you have to say and allow you to lay your arguments out if you let them flush out what they need to say now but he's bringing another you know he's the expert here and this is the part that that I'm missing and and that we can take away. The reason this works, he says, is because this makes a person question their arguments more. Now, I will say this, you know, I think that um, one of the things I value is uh, communication skills. Um, We've been talking about the importance of emotional intelligence, you know, Um, that will take you very far in life. And also... You know, critical thinking, this, this, this is not, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is this, this is not necessarily going to work with everybody because some people are not critical thinkers. Um, and that aggravates TF out of me. Um, sometimes to the point where I'll be thinking in my mind, like I'll be looking at you, I'm like, yeah, you, you really did not pass the fourth grade education level. You can really tell when some people just checked out after fourth grade. Um, it's something about fourth grade, but you can tell when some people just really did not pay attention in school. And I'm saying that, you know what? I am that type. I noticed like I'll be saying stuff with them all with my whole entire chest. Cause y'all, the phone is on my chest. Like I'm going to say it with my 36 double D's. Like let's, let's get, I'm going to tell you what, no, I was going to tell you to your face. I can tell when some of y'all maybe, you know what? We're still in Mercury retrograde. Cause I was about to go TF off. Let me, let me, let me tone it down and scale it back a little bit. All right. Right. Okay. All right. Some of y'all, I can tell, like, you don't know how to put together, um, constructive arguments. And that is a huge problem. I think that it's leading to a lot of the problems that we have. Even if you want to say between the quote unquote gender, gender wars, I'm not even trying to like, I'm low key being disrespectful, but like take it for everything it is because 
when you start to think like even when my niece, she's uh, finishing her freshman year in high school. And so I have paid attention, you know, to what it is that they're learning every year in school. You know, and they teach you everything from like you learn your colors, you learn your primary colors, you start to learn about the ecosystem, right? I told you all about her that experiment she did for her her um shoebox environment thing with the sand cat, right? Ugliest little thing you ever saw, but she listen. Um, you start to learn about grammar. You start to learn right. So when you start to learn about grammar, you start to to learn how to write appropriate sentences. I know that some of y'all, <laughs> some of y'all don't even be knowing how to um, write a paragraph, right? Um, I, I can tell you, like, even um, I remember high school is critical, too. I can tell some people checked out when they got to high school and or didn't even complete their, their high school graduation stuff because... I remember taking, I was about to say the teacher's name, but I remember my English classes, how they taught us how to listen, like read, and then take away what was literary and take away what was um, kind of like abstract and how to read the nuances and look for foreshadowing and look for the hidden meanings behind things, Right. And when you're writing that 250 word assignment, you're thinking of how to convey things in your words, right? And they teach you how to, um, you know, when you write when you write a page, you start with the intro, you have the conclusion, and then you have the the body, right? And that helps you with conveying a message, right? What are your initial thoughts? What is your thesis? You know. What makes you say that all of these things, like what are the stats and the data and the, the statistics behind it? But anyways, um, that was a little bit of, let's just get back to what he was saying. So the reason it works is because it makes a person question their arguments more. Um, and it's one of those things, you know, I think, I think that let, let's just go a little bit deeper Right, because I'm thinking to a business situation, and I'm thinking to when you know they're using the word argument, but what I'm trying to um unpack for you here is to what degree do you want to hold on to your beliefs and your ideas and be right and be wrong, you know, and so if you're in business and you're trying, like, if you've ever been in business and you're trying to um, work with clients, right? Um, even even when I used to work in an office setting, there's an element of persuasion that goes on, dealing with students, dealing with with coworkers, getting um, work orders in, right? Um, if they're telling me why something can't work. I will have to examine my argument. And what if that person is right? But at the end of the day, we still get the project done and it's better because we take things into consideration. Because, you know, when you're doing these types of conversations, it's different to have a debate. But I think that in the workplace, 
It's the idea that you want synergy. Like, I hope you guys are really following me. Most of the times when you have business relationships, it's because you're looking for synergy. Like, at the end of the day, even when you're talking to your spouse, and this is the, this is the funny thing, I think, with relationships. This is, this is, I really hope you guys get this, right? I'm going to try to push through this Mercury retrograde stuff. Part of what's going on with the gender, gender wars right now is... Divine feminines want to be right and divine masculines want to be right at the expense of not being in a loving relationship. So, what you saying, divine doll? What? I'm saying that divine dudes need to take notes on what divine feminines are telling you on why these relationships are not working. You need to take notes on why we're not fucking with y'all. Like... I had mentioned this in another podcast. I was like, we stay telling divine dudes like we want equality. You guys have, you know, you say you want to be in our bed. You say you want, you know, to be with us, sleep with us. You want to get married. You want to have the kids, right? You want us to take us for who you are. Okay, well, that means that a part of that means that you have to care about me, right? And you have to love me, right? So I'm telling you that I want to be treated fairly, I want to be able to know that I'm protected and provided for. Like, we stay telling you this. But y'all not taking notes. Like, you're not hearing me, though. Right? So now it's on you to examine your argument. And if you want to go ten ten toes down and continue to be, you know, holding your, your thoughts and misogynistic thoughts and, you know certain thoughts about the the woman, you're not going to get that loving relationship. You want to be with the woman, but you don't hear her though. And women stay telling you like you can go on any divine, like, and I know there's different, uh, there's so many divine feminine archetypes and for every different type of dude, there's a different type of woman that he wants. If you're into women who don't like makeup, I mean that, that don't wear makeup and you know, um, I don't know, that, that that whole thing. There's women out there, you got Crimson Cure out there telling you, you know, what it is, you know, go wife her up. You want a, a traditional woman, go to the church near you. It's so funny to me, right? You have dudes in the church. I heard this one guy, he's a pastor of a whole entire church. And he went on a dating website looking for a woman. I'm like, you're looking for a traditional woman. What about the women in your church? Like, they're right there. You know, um, uh, for divine feminines, I think that it's a little bit more difficult because men are not, sometimes men don't even know what they want. And, um, it's going to come down to, if you like that one particular man, you're going to have to listen to what it is that he wants to see if that's something you want to. Cause I think that with men, it's kind of like a recruiting effort where you're like, I want you on my team type of a thing. And you're, you know, divine feminine, you listen and you're like, you know, I think listen to the conversation between divine feminine and divine masculine. And she's going to be like, mm, I'm not really trying to stay in a dilapidated building with you. You know, I'm not trying to, to have to push the car with you in the rain you know, and divine, the, the dude's going to be like, well, you know, I really like your style. I really like your energy. This is the lifestyle I want to provide for you. And she's like, no, I'm not feeling it. I want to have a nice roof over my head. I want to have hot water. And yes, that is a thing. 
I, I, I'm not even playing you. I'm not even going to mention, like, the... <laughs> there have been dudes that have been, tell, been telling women that they want to stay in a place where there's no hot water. I'm not even playing you. Real life scenario. Hot water, yo. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> but, and so, Divine Feminine, you know, I think Divine Masculine, you have to be... Um, cognizant like a divine feminine she's not if she's really ascended she's not going to chase you i i need my divine masculines to understand that she's not going to chase you and i think that um this is one of those things like you have to learn how to to work with that energy when divine feminine in a sense pushes back a lot of you say well i want a divine feminine that's pers that's um cooperative i want a divine feminine who's not argumentative no boo because Half the time, I'm going to say like 85% of the time when a divine feminine is pushing back on you, I love, like, is because things really could be better for the both of you. I've been talking about how the divine feminine has been setting the gold standard. Divine, if, if it was a man's world for real and women didn't have a say, men would be eating junk food all day, every day. Let's keep it 100. Part of the reason... Some of y'all men got your stuff together is because Divine Feminine wanted you to take her to a, a nice five-star restaurant. You ain't never had a prime steak in your life. And here you are because you really like this girl. You want her on your team. And you will work that extra, extra shift. And you will get those extra clients. And you will go and make sure you smell good. You, you know, clip them toenails, trim up your beard. Wash under your fingernails, wash your booty, put on that Creed perfume, get into that suit just right, go pick her up, and here you are looking over this amazing view with amazing music, candlelight, with the most beautiful girl eating the best food you ever tasted in your life. Why? Because she said, I'm not like these other girls, you're not going to take me to Applebee's, boo. Half the time, like half the conversations that you have where the woman is pushing back and she's taking notes and you're telling her why things can happen. She's inviting you to explore. You know, a lot of the times um, she's going to want the best out of you. And you have to get past that fear of like, what you mean you want? You want a bigger house, babe. You have everything in you to go to work. And get these employees to perform and to sell whatever it is you need to sell. You have what it takes to double your income every year. Like it's within you. And it, that can be a scary feeling. Right? And so then that means you've got to do inner work. But guess what? It's a damn good feeling when you can bring home that paycheck and you put in the work to manifest and make those things tangible. Shout out to Taurus on that and Aries on that, right? And Pisces on that too. Scorpio too. Listen, right? Um, and, and then to, you know, there's that sense of satisfaction that comes, right? So I think that I'm going to encourage my divine feminists to continue. We're going to be talking a lot about the muse energy. Don't ever forget that, you know? There's, there's, women have cute ways of 
pushing back on you, you know, and asking you, you know, taking notes on things that won't happen and how to persuade. And when you perfect that, like I said, you'll be a force to be reckoned with. And I think that a divine masculine is going to understand and appreciate that. Two things he's going to understand. I'm going to continue to elaborate. He's going to understand a divine feminine is never, ever going to chase you. I don't care if she's um, Pisces South Node, uh, North Node, which Pisces, they will entertain the bullshit more. Like they will allow you to keep circling in and out of their life and they're the forgiven type. I said it. But if they're more like other nodes or kind of like North Node like me, we're not. Mm -mm. We're not. And so one, you need to understand. um, At the end of the day, they're not going to chase you. They might entertain you coming back, but they're not going to chase you. You need to understand that. Right. And that's something divine masculines need to figure out. I can't really help you with it, but I'm going to tell you, do not expect a divine feminine to chase you ever. Okay. Second thing is divine feminine has to be able to be the role of the muse and she has to be able to push back to you. And when and you need to examine the argument, because like I said, many times it's it's to make you a better person and it's to make your situation a better situation. Right. I think for the most part, I think that divine feminine is inherent. It's an innate. Um, And don't worry. I'll be working with the Divine Feminines. We have some beautiful energy. I'm looking at my decks right here. African Goddess Rising. Um, the True Love Reading stuff. I got the Affirmators for Relationships. So I have a little bit more time. I'm going to be going over that that energy with you. Um, on the feminine ways we can interact and continue to, to hold that, that golden standard. I will say this too. Um, and then we're going to close this out because I like to keep this at 30 minutes. But again, when I, you all, I'm telling you, I'm like low-key crushing on this Taurus archetype. I never really ever thought about the Taurus masculines this way. Um, I would recommend like don't sleep on Taurus. I think that divine feminines and divine masculines like don't sleep on Taurus. Go listen to that erotic astrology. You're going to fall in love with them. Listen. Shout out to Taurus for real, like the high vibrational Tauruses. But one of the things that they talked about, because we are talking about persuasion, and then I'm going to try to wrap this up. One of the things that, that you learn to master with um, Taurus is they are ruled by the air, the neck, and the shoulders. But um, with the air, it was talking about, you know, you, the tone of your voice and um, the spoken word, Right. And the persuasion element. And um, Divine Feminine, I would say that would be my tip to you. You know, take it. There's there's the intellectual part and then there's the physical, the, the speaking part. Intellectual part, when your Divine Masculine is, is explaining things to you, take notes on what they're saying can't happen. Examine the arguments with each other, you know. And that is beautiful because you're helping both of each other grow. And I think that... Um, when men, men, unless, yeah, let me, let me keep it nice here. I think sometimes men too, they low-key come across like they're wanting roommates or other men. A, a ascended uh, divine masculine is going to understand that a woman's energy is different and 
that's where you can have the intimate conversations and really dig deep into things the way that you can't with other men. I think that for the most part, most men are inhibited and they keep to themselves. And so you're so used to dealing with other men that you're asking your woman to be a man when really women, even as shy as I am, like I'm a really shy girl. Um, but I love conversations with my boo. Like the best relationships I've had is when I can talk with them and they give me time to um, open up. And then we can talk about all of these deep in-depth conversations. I remember one of the best conversations we had, I'm going to say it, it was at a, um, a Starbucks. I had just gotten out from class. I was in a, a doctorate level class and we were talking about... Um, the, the chapter that I was on, I was reading it while he was coming from work. And um, he's like, oh, so what are you reading? I was like, yeah, we're like th- talking about legacy and what that means and how you can make an impact in other people around you in different ways. And he loved it. Like his eyes lit up and like that was a very fun conversation for me to have with him. And and I know that he took away something from that conversation, too. Right. Um, and we were able, like. I won't even go into how beautiful some of the things were that he said, but it touched my heart. That is something I cherish. Like it touches, it touched my heart just how um, he was able to share some things with me that I know he couldn't talk with with another dude. So you have to, you have to understand the polar opposites. I think divine masculines, because I think a lot of y'all are really asking your your divine feminists to show up like men. Like I'm gonna keep it one hundred with you. You you really want your divine feminine to be a man like you and you need the polar opposite and part of that pushback and that conversation and digging deeper is part of the divine feminine element, right? Um, and then this, oh yeah, so we were talking about the spoken word. So divine feminine, there's intellectual part about um, learning how to... to Be a critical thinker with your divine masculine or with really any other relationship. And then the the second part was the speaking, you know, pay attention to the modalities of your voice. You know, there's something so playful about being able to whisper something in somebody's air. Let me tell you, boo, what's good? (laughs) It's something about, you know, talking excited, you know, with animation Know when to speed up or when to slow down and pull them in, you know. So I hope that this was helpful to you. I've been enjoying these. It's good to be back on the scene. Um, I'm probably going to do another reading tonight. I'm not sure which one I want to do. Um, I'm, oh, you know what? I got you. I'm going to do, I'm going to pull, I'm going to put together a set of oracles. Um... For communication and relationships. And let's just have fun with it. So I'm going to do that one more tonight. And then tomorrow, Thursday, I'm going to do um, the wealth. Everything I'm going to do with wealth. I have to get back to reading The Science of Getting Rich. Got to get back on the reading of that. I think we have like one or two more chapters on that one. The Science of Getting Rich. And then I've been thinking about um, reading from the book, um, the Napoleon Hill book. That book is going to take us like a whole maybe like a year or two to go through if we do it the style that I'm going to be doing it. But I think that 
I really want my my um my tribe to manifest tangible wealth. Okay? So, yeah, stay tuned for that. And then Friday, I'm going to do a food oracle and we're going to also go into the divine feminine oracle leveraging the Venusian energy, everything that's sexy and beautiful and pampering yourself. And um yeah. So I was here for a short while, but I was here for a good while, right? So I'm just going to sign off here. You know how I do with this music? Um, yeah, you can sign off, but this is the song is three minutes. So let me just start it from the top and just vibe to this song. <laughs> let me take you. She want to take me home, lay me up inside of her. She want to turn me on, breakfast in the morning. She said, take me home, take me home. From Cali, she's she whispered that? Hey, Remy in here too. Take me, take you home. She wanna take me home, lay me up inside her home. She wanna turn me on breakfast in the morning. She said, Don't take me home, take me home. And I said, Mommy, you can take me home, let the whole crew get on. Advisory suggested explicit content. All right. Until next Wednesday. Love you.